welcome to episode 532 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by Eventing Riders Association of North America. We'd like to thank our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. Find everything you need for eventing at bitofbritain.com. This week on the show, we are very, very pleased to welcome a friend of the Eventing Radio Show on. It is John T. Evans joining us. Next, we speak to Kitty King, eventing superstar from Britain, fresh off of her win in the six-year-old World Championships at the Lyon Donjé. I am Liz Halliday-Sharp, joining you this week from North Chaley in England. And we, in fact, do not have Paul Tapner this week. Tappers, we are shouting out a really big quick recovery vibe your direction because Paul has had to have um, eye surgery unexpectedly. He will be back with us next time. But in his place, um, I am very thrilled to announce one of my dedicated owners and one of my best friends, Chris Decino from Ocala Horse Properties, has joined us today, one and only time. So everybody get excited. Um, and we would like to welcome him to the eventing radio show. Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Decino. I'm coming to you from Paris, France, after being in Lyon this past weekend. So, Chris, we have just come from La Lyon d'Angers, which is the World Breeding Championship, but really it is the World Young Horse Championships for six- and seven-year-olds. And this was your very first time, um, along with your brother, Rob Decino, and um, your lovely partner, Brandon, and Rob's partner, Harry. And you guys made the trek out to Le Lyon for the whole event, and it was your first time there. What did you think? It was just incredible watching your horse in the seven-year-olds, Cooley Quicksilver, compete, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. I, I, I didn't know what to expect when we came over. Um, didn't know anything about the venue, didn't know much behind um, the championships whatsoever. And I was really taken aback by the, the entire venue and everything that went into it. It was, um, the, the course was beautiful. The scenery is great. And that's from my perspective coming, um, just being a spectator, to be able to watch these beautiful animals, you know, cross country, uh, this amazing train. So there was a lot of character to um, everything that we encountered. So uh, it, was, it was a really great experience, and um, without any expectations, we want, went away coming, wanted to come back next year. And um, Chris, you know, obviously you guys live primarily in the USA, and um, you, you've very kindly been some of our best friends and, and brilliant owners. And what does it mean to you being able to travel, you know, across the pond, as they say, to watch your horses compete? You know, you own Cooley Quicksilver and, and De Niro Z, and... Um, you know, I think a lot of uh, owners from America would think, oh, well, it's easy enough to just watch them compete. But what, what has it been like for you to, to experience all these different venues? And have, have you been able to really make a, a proper experience out of it? Yeah, absolutely. From my perspective, being an owner is more than just getting money every year to help um, the horse along. To me, I used to be an owner of a horse that was named Somerset at Sarah Cosmic Road back in 2010. It was doing great. And uh, I knew firsthand that one day an injury could stop that horse's career. And so to me, in both my brother Rob and I, we operate um, the companies in Florida and requires a lot of our time. So when we decide to come watch these horses, it's, it, we make the decision to do it. But tomorrow there's no guarantee if there's going to be another run. So 
we love having you over in England because it gets us to come to experience these amazing events over in Europe and it's a different perspective, um, which we really enjoy. So uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, and that's great. And of course, it's uh, it's different for you as well, because both you and Rob used to event up to intermediate level and, and then sort of the businesses took over. So do you find yourself itching to ride again or are you just enjoying being back involved in the eventing firsthand? Well, see, I love the eventing, um, but I was never, as an amateur, really kind of the right person for the sport. I was scared of cross country and um, we got into it quite quickly. And I think it was my last event was a one star that um, in Virginia, I believe. And I fell into the water. And after that, I never did it again. So, <laughs> I, I look, so I look at these um, riders like yourself who take these six-year-olds and seven-year-olds horse at Leon who I would never even want to get on. And just the skill set and the, um, the challenges that come all that, I'm quite amazed with uh, it's, it's a way to be a part of the sport that I no longer can be, or I know I don't have the ability to do, or honestly, the guts. <laughs> well, at least it's, um, it gives everybody an opportunity to go and still have a nice time at these wonderful events, um, watch the horses go around. And, um, you know, a big shout out to all of the owners and supporters that come and make, make this wonderful sport possible, because really without the huge numbers of spectators we had at the Leon and without the owners that help support these wonderful horses go, there, there is no eventing. So it's a real pleasure to have you on the show joining me, Chris. And um, we should probably get right on with our show because we have some very exciting guests to talk to us right after these messages from our title sponsor. Hi, I'm Jenny Brannigan, and I'm here to introduce to you Nonfiner's Soft Grip Rubber Reins. Rubber reins are a must in any situation where your grip might be compromised. Reins sweat from your horse's neck or from your nervous palms. These reins are a favorite of many upper-level riders, and they are super for show jumping and cross-country alike. Unlike rubber reins of the old days, these reins are supple and they aren't bulky since they are only 5 eighths of an inch wide. The leather proportions are beautiful bridled leather and are only 3 centimeters more narrow than the rubber. The attachment to your bit is made with convenient, top-quality buckles. The Nunfiner Soft Grip Rubber Reins come in both black or Havana brown leather with your choice of white, black, brown, royal blue, or red rubber. The reason why I like to use John's Soft Grip Rubber Reins. They're actually soft while still being strong and durable. I also like to use them on the flat. They're good for feeling soft, elastic connection to the bit. Well, it gives me extreme pleasure on the Eventing Radio Show to welcome one of our favorite previous co-presenters, one of our favorite um, interviewees. It is John T. Evans. John T., thank you so much for joining us on the Eventing Radio Show today. Um, Liz, it's great um, to be able to talk to people and um, uh, really good to say hello to everyone who helped me. Well, John T., uh, you know, I, I reached out to you saying I know that your fans would love to have you on the show. And, and um, I think it's it's very brave of you to, to come on because I, I know that um, it's it's really not been long since you've been recovering from your accident. And um, I know that there's a lot of people you want to thank. It's It's been an incredible process. And um you know, I, I certainly was, was behind you all the way, and I, I was involved in, in some of the um, charitable efforts that were put in your name. And uh, just go ahead and um, 
just give us a little recap of where you are right now and, and feel free to, to shout out to a few of the important people in your life. Um, well, I am uh, very lucky at the moment. My sister has um, made sure that I'm receiving the best care possible. I'm back in the UK and I'm at the Walton Centre in Liverpool, uh, the Sid Watkins building, and um, they've been absolutely brilliant. The people here are fantastic. They're so kind and everybody has worked really hard and um, put um, everything I can into it. Um, and I'm going um, actually on Wednesday this week, um, I'm going home for a, a few days. And um, when I go home, I'm um, then I'm going to Oxy House in Lambourne. Um, which is um, a, a primarily for uh, equestrian um, issues, if you like, um, and um, I'll, I'll really enjoy that, hopefully. So with the recovery, I, I personally um, follow mostly U.S. adventures, and when I saw the outpouring on Facebook about you, I was overwhelmed, and that's one of the great things about the event team community that I absolutely love. And um, imagine it probably did, um, was really great for you because to see how many people reached out there to you, from, you know, the eventing world is so small, but at the same time, they give out such a, a big, huge response. Was it, um, imagine, quite overwhelming for you as well? Absolutely, Chris. Um, you, you're dead right. Um, the the whole thing has been um, a roller coaster. Um, people have been incredibly kind. Um, um, the um, comments on social media um, and the cards and the letters I've had have been uh, really fantastic, and it's made um, working hard through rehab. Um, you know, easy because you've known all the time that the eventing family, if you like, uh, are behind you and everybody is, is willing you forward. So, um, I'll do my best and, um, hopefully we'll, um, we'll see what happens. Well, um, John, you know, I'm sure that a lot of your fans out there are, are wondering to, to hear from you sort of where, where you are with your recovery and, and uh, what your aspirations are for your, for your riding goals for the future. And, um, you know, of course this is a, a long process, but we, you know, I know that people are anxious to see you back out on the horse as soon as possible and, and hopefully back out on, on your very best horse. Uh, that would be, um, the, the, that would be really great. Um, I um a good friend of mine called Andrew Downs is um keeping an eye on art um and he's just up the road about an hour away um so he's close by which is great and I've been to see him um I'm um as far as my recovery goes um I'm not quite talking right, as some of your listeners might detect. Um, I'm nearly sort of talking right, but um, my um, the right side of my face is not 100%. Um, 
I'm walking on my own um, and doing the physio on my own. And um, in the last few days, I actually ran. Um, oh, wow. Which is really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's it's not something we like to do, really. Um, but it's, re- it's really, um, I'd agree really with that. exciting. <laughs> exactly. When you um, haven't done things, um, redoing them um, after a while is very, um, you know, pleasurable, including doing the dishes, um, which <laughs> you don't necessarily you don't necessarily enjoy. But I guarantee i have enjoyed doing them the last few days um and i've been um followers on facebook um might be able to um um see the pictures i have been um swimming um which has been really good um and using hydrotherapy and um, running in the pool and walking in the pool and swimming uh, front front stroke and backstroke. And, um, you know, every, oh, I've also been on a bicycle um, on a stand. Um, so the bicycle is held still by the stand. Um, but I had to get on the blessed thing first. Um, which was no mean feat. Um, <laughs> normally, it's no mean feat. Um, but it's it's you know everything hopefully is going in the right direction. Um, maybe I could reveal a um, a uh, trade secret as well. Um, I'm going on Thursday this week to get on a horse. Oh, wow. That was my next question, actually. You've taken that away from me. (laughs) Um, But, Liz and Chris, it is um, a mechanical horse. So um, I'm I'm very lucky because the um, guys at Hartbury College Mm -hmm. um, have um, welcomed me and are encouraging me to go and use uh, Margaret, I think it's called. Yes. Um, it's a mechanical horse at Hartbury. And um, I'm going to go and try having a sit on on um, Thursday. So it should be good fun. Well, this is really interesting, actually, because um, we've talked about this mechanical horse before, perhaps even with yourself. Um, and um, what an interesting idea to help use this as part of your rehab. And I'm assuming the idea is to get your muscles strong again for riding and and to help you recover by doing the motions of something you love without quite putting you in that scenario just yet is that is this the idea i mean it sounds like you are absolutely fighting john t like nothing else which we didn't expect anything less um definitely it's the idea there are two uh, main ideas behind it one is that um your You'd know, Liz. Um, you're you're so used to riding that um, riding is uh, nearly as common as walking or running, and um, so it's quite important to get back to something that is so second nature to you. Um, and also, um, they use riding as therapy um, a lot of the time. Of course. So. Um, you, you, we all know um, riding for the disabled has a, a huge following 
and is hugely beneficial. So, um, get like you said, um, getting on the horse and um, seeing what the movement, uh, seeing you know, movement from the body as it follows the horse is is going to be vital. Well, John T, what I would what I would love to know, and I, I don't want I won't get too um, personal with with everything that's happened because I know you've been through so much. But you know, when you first were aware of of everything that was happening, and when you were back, uh, you know, sort of back getting back to fighting fitness, what what would you say your primary thoughts were? I'm more thinking of of what would you say to push on people that perhaps have a similar situation like yourselves? Um, you know, we do do a dangerous sport and you must have had an initial drive an initial feeling of, you know, that, that fight in you that every eventer has. Um, it, it, I'm going to burst your bubble as it were. <laughs> um, the, uh, the most, um, resilient thought to me um was out doubt my children um and um i'm lucky enough to have a 15 year old girl called amelia and an eight-year-old boy called charlie and they were definitely um i actually said amelia's name um when i came around um wow i was in a camera for six weeks and um um, I said Amelia's name, and there is no doubt at all that they were my absolute first thought. Um, very quickly followed by um, the horses. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I absolutely am lucky enough to ride horses that um, I love, and um, I really, um, I ride a horse called. Um, John the Bull, who's a seven-year-old, and um, Gambese, who's a seven-year-old. And um, I also ride, in case you don't know this, I ride a horse called Kuliorg Strift. (laughs) Just in case everyone um, forgot. (laughs) Yes. He's he's great fun. And I I deliberately, well, I didn't make the choice, but he deliberately um, didn't go to anyone else, um, whereas some of the others did um, for, for, you know, um, to educate them and keep them going. Um, and um, Killy Rock's Drift or, or, or Art um, is up and ready and hopefully um, we'll see. We'll see. I would very much like to get on again but um i'm sensible enough to know that you know nothing is a given and we have to work for everything we can get well i have to say john t number one it is wonderful to hear your voice especially on the eventing radio show and um number two i'm 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 very excited that to hear that you are up and you're swimming and you're running and you're with your family and you're you're fighting which is what we always believed you would um, and I think that's why all of us were sort of behind you and 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 fighting for the charity. And um, just just to confirm for our listeners, um, I assume you would still like to support um this charity that was that was behind you. And can can you um tell us a little bit about that? 
without doubt, um, I would. Um, the Dave Foster Injured Riders Fund is um, an Irish charity, mainly, um, and uh, David Foster was killed at Rathmoyle um, one day event, and um, it's a, a long time ago now that David was killed, and Sneezy, um, his widow, um, has carried on running the charity, and um, it's very important to a lot of um, the riders out there. And um, the support that Sneezy has shown to me has been absolutely exceptional. Um, I, 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 words fail me. I can't tell you quite how kind she's been. Um, and she's um, the dead of the charity are paying for the rehab uh, Oxy House and oh, wow. uh, you know everything they've done. They've done. She's done with a smile on her face, and it's been very kind. I must also mention um, the people at Osberton Horse Trials. Um, of course, because they they had a um, a fundraising evening um, and a quiz, and um, my uh, a couple of my teammates were on the um, panel. Um, Paul Drake McCarthy, who won a silver individual medal and the silver team. We have to emphasize that uh, from the recent uh, World Equestrian Games and Austin O'Connor. And um, I was very, very grateful that they um, raised um, £10,000. Which was just incredible, John C. And it was Absolutely. also incredible that you were that you were there to make an appearance, which I think really <laughs> meant a lot. I'm afraid I didn't quite make it. I was flat out at Osberton and I didn't I didn't get there in time. But um, it was amazing to know you were there. And um, I'm I, I you know I'm sure that that you want to continue to inspire people and to show people that you are that you are fighting to to get back up to the top of uh, top of your sport and the top of yourself. Um, you know, everybody wants to know how you're getting on. So, are you still pushing things on social media, or or are your priorities changed a little bit? We can we can definitely support the David Foster Fund. Um, just tell us how people can follow your progress um, and and follow what you're passionate about. Um, I've uh, literally just started again um, going on Facebook um, and you can follow me at John T. Evans Eventing um, on Facebook and um, we try and keep people as up to date as we can um, and we also uh, use Twitter quite a bit and you can follow us at John T. Evans Eventing um, Twitter and um, it, it's all good fun and I have if I possibly can I have every intention of you know getting somewhere near a horse again well we are keeping everything crossed for you and it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on you know you have so many friends on the eventing radio show and um, it really means a lot to us to hear your voice and, and hear how well you're doing and I'm sure that um, I speak the words of everybody on this show and everybody listening that we wish you the very quickest of recoveries thank you John C for joining us 
Thank you, Les. Thank you. Take care, everyone. The Eventing Writers Association of North America is the collective voice of writers, equine professionals, and owners in pursuit of enhancing the growing sport of eventing in North America. In cooperation with our members, governing bodies, related committees, and organizers, ERA of NA works to improve the overall welfare, safety, visibility, and growth of the sport. ERA of NA, your voice matters for the sport of eventing. Jump in and engage by becoming a member today. Find them online at www.eraofna.com. Joining us now on the Eventing Radio Show is one of Britain's best. She's just won the Leon Six-Year-Old World Championships. It's Kitty King. Welcome to the Eventing Radio Show, Kitty. Hi there, Liz. It's lovely to speak to you again. And, well, um, yeah. <laughs> well, it is kind of funny, isn't it, that we're here speaking to you and I was like, okay, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled for you, but it's a funny sort of interview, isn't it, having know, both been there. <laughs> we were both competing against each other. I was in the lead. You were in third place. You had a beautiful, beautiful clear round in the show jumping. And I have to say it was tricky, tricky going in the in the arena. And um, unfortunately, my young horse had uh, just brushed one rail while he was trying to figure the ground out. And as they say, that is eventing. So I took home the bronze and you took home the gold medal and very deserved because you finished on your dressage score. No, thank you very much. I mean, it just seems uh, quite surreal because, you know, normally night before show jumping, you kind of look who's ahead of you and you think, oh, yeah, if my jump's how he normally does, I could move up a place here or there. And I was looking at the sheet and I was thinking, if my jump's really well, that'd be lovely. I'll finish third because, you know, <laughs> Millie's, I looked up her form. She's a good jumper. Yours is a good jumper. So I was just, yeah, happy to try and hang on to hang on to a third spot. So I was completely shocked to move, you know, to move up and win. And, um, yeah, so it's always a tough one. You kind of really please yourself and then feel really sorry for, you know, for your mates who are out there and been working hard and have put fantastic performances in all, all week. So it's um it's always a funny it's always a funny one when you when you move up over, you know, after a show jumping round. No, of course. And that's what makes our um makes our sport what it is, number one. And and I think um also what makes our sport what it is is that we can all speak to each other the next day. You know, I think that's a good thing about eventers is you can still recognize, you know, where we all are. And um at the end of the day, you know, you are the one that that finished on the best score, so you deserve to win. And I saw you shed a little tear when they did um, when they were playing your national anthem, um, which I can totally understand. And um, it must have been very emotional for you having produced the horse from a four-year-old yourself and having your owners there. Yeah, I mean it was a, it was a wonderful afternoon, and um, he's not been the most straightforward horse um, from day one, so it's been um, a little bit of a kind of up and down journey with him so for him to you know pull it out of the bag at such a big occasion and um, to be so professional in his way of going it was just um, yeah it was, it was just so lovely to thought that we've kind of gone through all those hard days to to get there and that was the um, you know the end result of a lot of kind of work and patience you know both from myself and my team and also you know the owner being understanding so it's um it's been a you know really big team effort. 
Well, Kitty, it's the first time I saw you ride, and I was very much impressed. Um, where do you plan on taking this horse next? Um, I He's been quite forward this year as a six-year-old, and he's done um, three intermediates already, and he's been placed first, second, and third in them. So I'd be really aiming to do some CIC two stars with him in the spring and um, I'd love to go back to Lillian with him. It's it's a gorgeous event to go to. Um, it's a great way to end the season and uh, I have to say it is one of my favourite events. So um, that that will be our, our big aim for next year is to, you know, maybe try and... Uh, so maybe perhaps next year we might see a rematch with Liz and Billy again <laughs> and your horse. Yeah, I have to try and go head to head again. Um, but um, I mean, I had a little mare called Zidante who was third in the six-year-olds, and then the following year she went and won the seven-year-olds. So Ooh, maybe that's good a good karma. To lose. <laughs> karma. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. And uh, Kitty, I remember you and I were speaking. I think it was after cross country, and I loved your stories about your little chap. And um, you're saying he's. <laughs> He's a little bit of a cheeky, grumpy person sometimes. And that you were saying you've, you had some sort of interesting training blips and everything early in the season. And here he is winning the world championship for six-year-olds. So can you just, I know that a lot of our listeners would, would love to know, you know, when you go through that funny little phase with horses and maybe everything's not perfect, that all hope is not lost. And, and how did you sort of approach this process? Just talk us through from early season Blips to winning the biggest young horse championship in the world. Uh, he's a funny horse. He's very talented. He's not really that worried about anything, but he's quite a strong-willed and determined person. Um, so he came out to spring and he did his first event really nicely. And I was yeah chuffed a bit with how he'd come out because he came out much better than I thought he would. Um, and he went to his second event and it was it was basically a disaster. He was really naughty in the dressage. Um, he jumped the first few fences cross country really well, went through the first water. I couldn't get him in the second water. The following <laughs> horse came past. I couldn't even get him to follow that. I was <laughs> the jump judge was asking me to leave the course and get out of the way, but I couldn't. So it was all a little bit of a big old, um, yeah, bit of a disaster. Um, but we kind of went back to the, drawing board um i managed to get a late entry the following week at um, lark hill did a bit of cross-country schooling in between time and as you know he went out and, and won there and promptly won his next two starts and then after that he'd kind of got himself going and we could kind of back off him a little bit and not run him quite so so quickly and quite so often but he's a cheeky horse and i just felt that although he knows um you know what he's meant to be doing he would rather kind of test water and you know try something else out and um but he had a few quick runs a few good cross-country schools in between time just to get him back on the on the straight and narrow i knew he had everything there um if we could just uh get him on side and it, it did the trick and he's just gone from strength to strength at each event and um you know even now we still just keep up with our little bit of a cross-country school before before a big event and I went off to uh, actually Millie Dumas, um place cross-country school there on the Saturday before we left for Le Leon so you know we still have to go out and do our homework um, mm-hmm. to get the best out of him. Yeah one question I have for you Kitty it was my first time ever to be at Leon and for any of the listeners out there 
it is an amazing event um, to see such top quality horses, all six-year-olds and seven-year-olds, all in one arena was just, it kind of was mind-blowing for me. Um, so with these young horses, Kitty, is it something that you really enjoy doing? You told us about how you were having challenges with um, this horse prior and you were able to bring him back and obviously bring him back to top form to win the championship. Is this something you enjoy bringing the horses from a very young age upwards through the levels? Um, I've yeah, I've always really enjoyed producing um, my horses from the beginning. I always think um, it's nearly as exciting starting a you know four and five year old out and taking them off to their first events and them going well at them and they give you this kind of this hope and these dreams and they're your future and it's that kind of that. Um, I'm trying to think of the word it's that ladder of building them up and it's the dream of what they could be um when they've already you know when they've got to that top end and they've reached it you kind of know where you're at (laughs) and it's it is it is great and it's still exciting but the excitement of a youngster and you think oh you know with this work and this kind of goals and plans this horse could get to x or y at the end and it's I just love working with them and seeing them progress and um just having a yeah trying to get them to reach their goals and targets and producing them to be as best the best they can be is I just find that a really enjoyable part of our sport I could not agree with you more I literally I'm yeah 100% in agreement it's one of my favorite parts of what this sport is is that you know you're always if if you enjoy producing young horses then there's always an excitement and always something different each day isn't there and and I think now that's what everybody talks about in eventing is the most important thing is is having that string sort of always have one behind the other coming up and um so speaking of that I'll bet you've got some very exciting four and five-year-olds waiting to come up who can we expect to see in the (laughs) six-year-old championships next year at Lillian because I've got one too so I've got a plan ahead you know I've got to got (laughs) to get my oar in there now and know what my competition is (laughs) Uh, I've, I've um, got a lovely five-year-old called Fernhill Mojito who um, he was fifth at the five-year-old championships at Osmerton. Um He's a really kind of cheeky, fun little person. He's um, having a little holiday at the moment. I'm hoping he's going to grow a bit because he's he's a little bit on the on the smaller side. <laughs> but um, he's a lovely mover and a really cool little jumper very careful he's quite cocky with himself and um yeah th- thinks he knows everything so he's he's a really fun horse to, to have in the yard and then um i've got a a nice four-year-old who's one that i've actually bred out of um the mare called Sedanti. so he's you know just starting out and it's very early days so who knows where he'll end up but he's um he jumps very like his mum and he's He's a very good-looking guy, which he kind of he knows that, so he's quite cocky about himself. But um, he's got a lot to learn, and um, you know, it's a long road ahead. But they're they're both you know lovely horses to have in the yard, and I'm lucky to have them. Well, from my perspective, being a former amateur rider who no longer events, um, I love the sport. But just the admiration I have for the two of you to watch you this past weekend and to take six-year-olds that I would not even be able to jump down a line or go straight and for you to enjoy it and make them look um, like they're four-star horses at such a young age is, is really amazing for me. 
No, uh, it's, it's, we're we're lucky in that we've got some lovely horses to ride, and it makes our job a lot easier when they're so nice to be able to to produce them when they're so talented. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I think uh, I think the horses make us look good, but in fact, I think you know certainly if you have a nice product to work with, it does make it easier. And, um, you know, just before we, we say goodbye, I think, um, you know, Chris can, can certainly comment what an incredible event Leon is as a, as a spectator as well. It's, we had 60,000 people there, I think on the day we had perfect weather and for the owners, um, both of you, I think could say, because it's so tight there, it's so tightly knit and so compact. It must just be an incredible experience. I just think it is it is my most favourite event and the design of the course, the crowds they get, um, it's such an amazing experience for the horses. They learn so much and I, I know that even if my horse hadn't gone as well, obviously that was the icing on the cake, but even if he hadn't have won, my owners had an absolutely wonderful time. Um, they really, really enjoyed it and um, yeah, I think they're really looking forward to trying to go back next year. Yeah, it was my, one of my favorite events I've ever been to. And for anybody back um, in the States, if you ever have the chance to bring a quality six or seven-year-old horse to just see the event, it was amazing. Um, the spectators um, really got into it. Uh, the crowds are big. The venue is beautiful. Um, and where else can you actually go to a three-day event and have oysters? <laughs> it's just, so I got to enjoy lots of oysters and wine over the weekend, but it's a wonderful event and it's one of my favorites and I hope to go back to live next year again. <laughs> We're on it. We're on it. I think, you know, you couldn't have, couldn't have said it better, Chris. Like it really is. Um, that's what the sport is about too. It's about making sure that the owners and the spectators have fun too, because without them, what are we really? And, um, you know, Kitty, with that in mind, uh, I'm sure that all of the many spectators and supporters would love to continue to follow your progress with this horse and your other ones and to stock you appropriately to see what your competition is going to be <laughs> next year in the six-year-old class as well. Um, are you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those social media things? Sell yourself to the world. I I am. I'm on uh, Facebook. Um, it's Kitty King Eventing. And then um, I'm also on Twitter, which is Kitty Eventing. Um, Instagram is, again, Kitty King Eventing. And I am also on YouTube as Kitty King Eventing. So, um, yeah, all, all across the hopefully most of the social media channels. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Kitty. I obviously wish I was chatting to you because I'd won and you finished third, but I am happy for you. <laughs> and, um, you know, no. I, I, genuinely well done. I'm being really serious now. <laughs> like, it's no, a pleasure. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, best of luck with your horse for next year because I thought he was absolutely gorgeous and he looked a, a superstar when I watched him doing his dressage. So I think oh, you'll have you. a lot of success with him next year. Lots of exciting times ahead for all of us with our nice young horses. And um, thank you for being on the Eventing Radio Show and um, enjoy a well-deserved break after the end of this season. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to the Eventing Radio Show presented by Eventing Riders Association of North America. You can, of course, learn more about Eventing Riders Association of North America at erafna.com. You can find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. You can also follow Eventing Radio on Facebook 
Just search for The Eventing Radio Show. And of course, on Twitter, at Eventing Radio. Listen to Eventing Radio anytime, anywhere with the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe via iTunes. Thanks again to our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. I'm Liz Halliday-Sharp, and you can follow me on Facebook, Liz Halliday, on Twitter, at Liz Halliday, on Instagram, Liz Halliday-Sharp, and of course, on our website, hseventing.com. And a massive thank you to my guest presenter this week, Chris DeSino from Ocala Horse Properties, and we wish Paul Tapner a very, very fast recovery. And as tappers would always say, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.